Hello and welcome to the England B Team podcast, a football podcast brought to you by an Englishman who wasn't good enough to make it as a professional footballer and an Irishman who wasn't good enough to play for England. My name's Joe and this is my co-host Gareth and we're here to talk about all things football. Yeah. Right. How are you, Gareth? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very hyped for episode three. Yeah. I'm very hyped. I can't believe we've got this far, to be totally honest. I didn't think we'd make it three episodes in, so how are you feeling? I'm good. I mean, just in advance, I'm not feeling my best, so if my voice sounds a bit husky, a bit like Gareth in in the first episode, then yeah, apologies in advance, but I'm feeling good. Very excited to get him to be on the sound, microphone. I think you sound wonderful. Thank you. Totally I, honest. I appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate in episode that. one, I sounded like Scooby Doo. <laughs> recording. It was awful. <laughs> there we go. It's fucking off. terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Excited again to yeah. bring some more podcasts for, for you guys. And again, thank you once again for um, listening, for watching. Um, yeah, watching our TikToks, following us on Twitter. Yeah. All of that. Um, and again, thank you to our fans in Austria. Yes. We, we spent another week at number one in Austria there. <laughs> I think we're now off the number one spot as a football podcast in Austria. It was good but, while it lasted, but it's okay. hopefully we'll get them back with this episode. We'll catch yeah. you guys back. Yeah, because they're Austrian fans. Maybe we can now <laughs> introduce the episode. Um, yeah, go ahead. So tell them. Or maybe this episode would be more interesting for our German fans and English yeah. fans as well, of course, because. Um, for this episode, I think we were kind of thinking there'd be more like a, a series or kind of because we're. Mm. I need to say we're British, but we're not. Okay, so Gareth is from. Be very North, careful what you say. Gareth is from, <laughs> from Ireland. I'm from uh, England, of course. But we both watch lots of English football. Yeah. Um, and we live in Germany, and so now we watch lots of German football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'd like a series to kind of compare English and German football. Um, for in the future, it could yeah. be um, comparing the national teams. Of course, there's been some big games in the past. Our match day experiences, for example, yeah. comparing games in England, comparing games in Germany. Yeah. But for today, this is kind of an episode that close to my heart because the episode is based on comparing England German Germany, but the football structures. Yeah. What do I mean by that? Of course, we mean the Premier League and the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga two also because it's kind of more linked to the first division than the the Championship of the, the, the yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, but also kind of like how the TV money has impacted these leagues, the development of each leagues, etc. And why am I doing this? And again, why am I wearing a Dortmund shirt? It's because I used to live in Dortmund. I studied there for a year back in 2016-17. And during that year, I wrote a paper for my university on... Let me read the title quickly. I need to read this. A comparative study of the German... and of the German and English professional football structures and the effects of increased television reviews on these structures and their stakeholders. Fascinating what? topic, yeah. can I say as well. I read this, you sent me this a few years yeah. ago when you first wrote it. I thought it was fascinating. Do you know who I else never... read this paper? No. Derek Ray. Oh, you told me this the, guy the, on Twitter, yeah. Well, I, he tweeted tight, yeah. a few years ago, I think it was during one of the lockdowns, I, um, on this topic, and I tweeted saying, oh, hey Derek, I wrote a paper on this, and he uh, replied saying, yeah, hey Joe, I'd love to read this sometime. Did he actually read it? I don't know, but he sent me a DM, gave me his email address, gave him, oh, okay. gave me his email address. Did he ever so, get back to you after? No. Well, Derek, if you're watching, we'd love to hear yeah, from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, Derek. <laughs> find out. Um, I mean, the paper, of course, is a bit outdated, um, but it looked into the developments yeah. of each leagues, the impact on the structures um, with the, regards to TV revenue, and of course, how the differences in culture and laws impact, impact each leagues. 
Yeah, it's um, a fascinating subject, and it was really cool to see it actually written down. Yeah, you know, I'm very aware that there is cultural differences between course, German football and English football, and you know some stereotypes and stuff of it. But when you see it written down in black and white, you sort of you take it in a little bit more. Yeah, and then I started to link that and see what I could see when I actually do go to both games and both yeah. sides. It is a fascinating topic, especially the TV revenue thing. I think that was something. Yeah, that, especially you, like I said, it was from 2016-17, so it's a bit outdated, but. A lot is of the it, stuff, yeah. the figures are probably different now, but a lot of the stuff... But the idea the of the trend is the yeah. same. I mean, we'll dive into that a bit later. Um, but also, it mentions how a lot about how German law also impacts um, the Bundesliga, yeah. for example, and less how UK law impacts um, the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. also, one of the other things kind of dived into that I won't discuss too much later, but also kind of how about um, ticket prices. And I did a survey asking both English and German fans what they thought. And of course, it was pretty unanimous that English fans don't go to as many games because it's expensive. Yeah. German fans can go to more games because it's much cheaper. Um, yeah, there's the obvious, yeah. like, well, we say obvious differences for anyone who knows about football. There's obvious differences between the two leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be hard for me to choose one or the other. I love both with all my heart. But yeah, hopefully when we get into this, maybe even it'll clear up for me which one I prefer. Yeah. It is a really fascinating thing. Do you want to sort of explain what you're going to be talking This is a very Joe episode, by the way. This is all Joe's research. He's an expert in this, so I'm kind of sitting in and enjoying it, joining in yes. as well. I'm going to watch. So do you want to tell us what you're going to be talking about? So, yeah, this is kind of the introduction to the topic, but what we'll be diving into. So I kind of want to talk about distribution of the money in each league. Um, TV money? TV money, exactly. Yeah. TV revenue. But revenue... Um, that is just paid for by the national broadcaster. So Sky Sports paying okay. for the Premier League and Sky Sport Deutschland paying for Bundesliga. Doesn't include international um, numbers in this paper. Okay, does it include other regional newspaper channels? So, so the way, sometimes in the UK you'll get games on BT or in yeah, Germany so it's Sky RPL Sports, and... BT and Amazon Prime. Okay. Whereas in uh, Germany, well, when I did this paper at least, it was just Sky I think at the time because Dazone wasn't really popular now yeah and I think Dazone has lost a lot of the Bundesliga stuff anyway I'm not sure but um, there is also, some I games think on Amazon Prime also have Bundesliga rarely yeah yeah so the vast diving, majority of Sky Sports Deutschland yes. yeah diving into that um, yeah then we'll talk a bit about yeah how German and English football has changed what caused these changes especially in Germany in the early 2000s whereas more so in England kind of in the last five years English football has changed yeah, quite dramatically. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a bit about how that impacts the national teams as well. Um, I also did a cultural comparison using this um, uh, this Dutch, uh, what's the word, psychologist like dimensions he created. Ooh, I won't okay. go into too much detail about that because it's not super football related, but I'll touch on that a little bit. Um, then Gareth will very kindly give us a very nice uh, overview of the 50 plus one rule. Yeah. Um, Maybe you want to share a bit more about that. Well, that's something that, yeah, like I think a lot of football fans are aware of the 50 plus one rule, but living in Germany and now I'm involved as a fan quite heavily with Leverkusen as well and I see the sport a lot, I understand the actual practical influence of it because I think a lot of people don't really understand how it works for a normal person in the club. Like, what do you actually vote for? Where does it all come in directly? So I'll touch on that and then there is a few exceptions to that, a few famous ones and how those clubs are also run because that's really fascinating I don't think a lot of people are aware of how the two exceptions to the, the 50 plus one rule get around that and yeah. how they involve the fans equally if not more to be yeah. honest um, uh, yeah I also actually mentioned in the paper as well why 50 plus one wouldn't work in the UK well that's super interesting because yeah. it's kind of 
again, it's very linked to the German laws, the German like, ways of working, yeah, yeah. how society functions. Um, and yeah, then a bit more information on kind of the developments in each leagues, kind of, yeah, what um, the average salaries is in each league, where it was back in 2017, then it is now. And yeah. then I think we'll kind of round it at the end on our opinions on each leagues, e.g. what's the positives of the Premier League, what's the negatives, yeah. and the same for the Bundesliga. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll make my mind up by the end of this. I'm yeah. not really sure if I could pick one, yeah. to be honest. So I do get a lot honest. of stick from my friends in the UK who um, yeah, don't understand why I try to pick up the Bundesliga, but I do really enjoy the league. But I again, adore we can the touch, Bundesliga. Yeah, we can I touch adore. on this a bit later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think cool. now we're going to have a very quick game once again, because I know you guys yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, and also gets us a bit warmed yes, up, gets the brain going as well. Days. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So we'll get started with that now. Yeah. Okay, so here we are again with um, another Wikipedia career path challenge. Um, you hear that sigh from me there? <laughs> you hear that fucking? Look, sorry, but I've done quite well. But there's, there's, I don't know every player, and there will be a time where I, I stumble. I really um, feel like you do know every player. No. And I know I kind of nothing. said that there's like a the era between like 2011 and 2016 where my knowledge isn't as good. I don't know why. I don't so, know if I watched less football that time or I went I re- around retained that less information than that time. Yeah, I had the same When problem. I was at university, I don't know. But, We're um, similar ages as well. So maybe yeah. should, well, similar. What age are you? 27. I'm 30, yeah. How rude. Yeah, I know. Um, this is what a young man looks like in Ireland. <laughs> For the audio listeners, yeah, sorry, you can't see that. Go check out the video podcast. Um, um, right, okay, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do... I've got two for you. I have two as well. Do you so, want to just do both in a row for each other or do you want to go one, 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 one? Let's go one, one. Okay. Yeah, to keep right. fresh. Should you know I go what? first? Okay. You start. Okay. Give me what I've got. So just give me out the list. Here, but... um, so yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're all familiar about what we're doing here, but just to, just to quickly clarify, he's going to read out a list of clubs. It's the career path of a certain player mm-hmm. and I have to guess who that player is. Yes, thank you very much. Right, Rocket, go. All right. I think you should get this one, but let's see. <laughs> Don't so, patronise me. <laughs> Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. Stoke City, mm-hmm. on loan at Leicester, then joined Leicester permanently. That's Robert Huth. Ah, there we go. That one I know. There yeah. we go. That was. I used nice, to nice love Robert Huth. The yeah. Berlin Wall. The Ger- they call him the Berlin Wall or the German Wall. I can't remember. Must have been but, the Berlin um, Wall. The German Wall wouldn't make sense, would it? No, I can't remember. Is he from Berlin? Sure from. Is he from? I think he's. From East. I think he's East Berlin. Yeah, actually, so yeah, too, as yeah. well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. be pre. Yeah, he would have been born pre unification. I think he would have been around that time. Yeah. Unification was what? But he was a great player. 92. Oh, he was superb. He used to love when the Chelsea fans were like, Yeah, and he, he scored free kicks as well. He, he did. He he scored, he, I, he scored, uh, I think he scored a free kick against big like booster. once. Yeah. He was a big booster, just got his big toe right through the ball. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. great. Toe punt. Right, yeah. I've got that one. That's good. Right. Okay, we're off to a good start. Right. My turn. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so here we go. It is Manchester United. Sydney, Croatia, Aston Villa, Manchester United, Chelsea, Central Coast Mariners, and Sydney Olympic. Mark Bosnich. That's, fuck, okay. That's the easy one, though. Nice. I'm going to say that is the easy one. Okay. The next okay. one's harder. Okay. Sydney, Croatia. That's an interesting team. I, I didn't know he started at United before he went over and then came back. Ah, yeah, United yeah. right at the start. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And was there not... No, again, I don't want to be done for slander here. Was Mark Bosnich not... Was he done for drugs? Or yes. Something? Yeah, something was, dodgy yeah, about him. Yeah. He had a year ban. Or so. I can't remember how long it was, but he had a ban for um, substances, let's say. Oh, there's a five-year gap in his CV here, yeah, between Chelsea and when he went back to Australia. So. Ah, it's okay. So maybe it was longer than a year. He was enjoying himself in yeah. those five years. I bet he was Chelsea, not much luck with uh, <laughs> players and substances but, oh, um, yeah. around that time. Around that time as well, yeah. yeah. Mutu was, yeah. Let's not dive Mutu into that. Mutu was very fast <laughs> in those years, I'll say that. Right, um, go. 
All right, so second one for Gareth then. Is it harder or easier, this one? Harder. Okay. I, I genuinely think I've got a good one. All right. Borussia Neunkirchen. Uh-huh. Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh-huh. Fernabache. Paris Saint-Germain. Bolton. Ooh. Qatar. SC. Hull City. Whoa. Yeah. Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to guess it's a German player if they're starting their career in Germany. That's usually no, education. Not German. Turkish? Not Turkish. Fuck. Not see. European. Can you give me the years? Or the yes, rough of kind of years? What kind of year we're talking about? So he started in 1990. Mm-hmm. Then his next biggest club, he joined pa- pa- Paris in 1998. Oh. Bolton 2002 to 2006. Then a year in Qatar. Then went to whole city for a season, 2007, 2008. Bolton 2003 to 2006. Is it... JJ Okocha? JJ Okocha. Fuck yes. Nice. Very Hang good. On. Get in. Very it's good, good. Bolton thing. Yeah, no idea started in Germany. No, I had no That's idea. Crazy. There you are. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Not sure. There's normally an interesting reason why players start where they start. Yeah. They have family ties to it or, yeah, or they, there's some kind of link. It's rare that they, they go left like... their home country for... Yeah. Yeah, one reason, one reason or another. But usually um, then you'll find like a lot of African players will go to you know France or England or the former, yeah. know, former colony system. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah. I to be no, honest, JJ the German Kocha. team told me as well. I've never even. I'm not really that familiar with them either. There's a lot of German teams I have no idea. about. No, I've never heard of like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of German yeah. teams that I've never, never even heard of. In a few yeah. weeks, I'm going to that first game of the German Cup. Leverkusen are playing a team called Teutonia Ottensen. Ah. Never heard of them. Where are they playing? St. Pauli Stadium. Ah. So that'd be nice. good. That'd They're really up in cool. Hamburg. They're a Hamburg-based team. St. Pauli Stadium. I've been outside it. Is. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward Mil- to it actually. Milan tour. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Really good club as well. I'm looking see. forward to that, yeah. I, I've always wanted to go to one of them, but at least I'll go to the stadium. Hopefully we'll win that game, like Jesus. Yeah. Right, okay. All second right. one for you. Last one before we dive into some more English and German football discussions. Now, this one I actually thought was hard, okay. So, he started at Crucero, PSV Eindhoven, Eindhoven, sorry. Tottenham Hotspur, quick loan spell to Hoffenheim, Watford, and then he finished at Democrata SL. All right, I think you're doing a goalkeeper theme. And it's Heredio Gomez. Man, there's no... How did that... That was hard. Right, I do have a... I can I give you a bonus one? Can I give you okay, one extra? Okay, one bonus I have one. A, I have a, we have I have time. We a have spare time. one in my pocket. All right. In this situation. I thought that was hard, man. Maybe I wouldn't have got it if I didn't see the numbers. I actually looked at the Spurs squad yeah. for one of those years, and at the same time, they had Hugo Lloris, Brad Friedel, and Heredio Gomez on the books. That's a good... That's yeah. a good option. That's a good option. would have left as well around that time. True, yeah. Um, right, last one. This is a bonus one, just okay. see if I can catch okay. you out. I think you're going to get this one as well. Or? You can do whatever you want. Okay. okay, Barcelona B, Barcelona, Everton, Sevilla, Everton, Milan, Barcelona, Watford, Watford, Udinese, Udinese. Gerard Delefeu. Man, how are you getting that? I would never have got that one. If yeah. you give that to me, I never would have got he that. Yeah, had a, kind of one of those... I forgot he went back to Barcelona as well. But, um, yeah. Did he get, was he good around that system. I mean, Watford and Udinese have links. Um, yeah, same owner or something, and then oh really? Yeah, had a bit of time at Everton. Never, haven't scored much in his career, has he? He really hasn't. Only got that. Yeah, Barcelona B. He was banging them in. Yeah, but I think that's like Spanish yeah. third or second. That's tier, a player so. I never would have got that. I, I no. wouldn't have got that. Yeah, but again, another kind of player who didn't right, reach full potential. Harder. But um, yeah, there we're we going to go. record a few of these after the podcast. Yes. Well, some separate ones. Yes. And I think I've got something harder up my sleeve, but. 
Someone yeah. had suggested in one of the comments that I give you the teams backwards to see if I can catch you out. That's a good one, yeah. Because the what I don't want to do is to give you a player that you've never heard of. Yeah, There's no I mean, point. Like I can yeah. give you like an Irish League player that played four games for Korea. And then you're not going to get it. There's no fun in that. I want to get it someone where you will go, oh yeah, right enough. Yeah, so I want to sit where it's not too hard that's going to be impossible, but difficult enough. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. But reading it backwards but impossible is not a bad players idea, is kind of pointless, but... It is, it kills the crack. But yeah, anyway. All right, well there you are. There we go. There's another... Wikipedia channel. I'm really curious if the well, people... Well, we both got them all right, so... True. I'm curious if the people watching this, when they watch or listen, are they getting it before we do? Yeah. Do you reckon they're getting it? I mean, I, I would have got that one straight away. Because I think we've told people but, to pause it as well. Yeah. And also, we... I, I don't want to shout it out until you finish reading the teams, because... Yeah, because then for the audio listeners... For the yeah. audience. For the video listeners, it's fine, because I do boost, have the... Boost my ego, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to wait until we're finished, at least. Um... Um, but yeah, nice. there we go. Okay. All right, so I think it's now time to dive into the let's get into this week's four. topic. Yeah, let's yeah. get stuck in. Right, let's go. All right then. So now it's time to dive into the actual topic. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's get in. Comparison of English and German football structures and any changes within those. So, like I said, sorry, can I just ask? We're talking about Bundesliga and Premier League. Bundesliga like and Premier League. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, ahead. exactly. But I will touch on a little bit about the national teams, but. Not too much, because there yeah. is an impact of like how the leagues develop, and that does impact the national teams as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think the first place to start with is kind of a distribution of the TV money in each league, because this has changed so much over the years, and of course, it's had a big impact on um, each league. Yeah, more so the Premier League because the TV deals are they're insane. out of this world. Oh, so, yeah. Um, but did you know actually the Premier League and the Bundesliga are the two most valuable TV deals in? professional football I find that incredible yeah. I would have thought La Liga would have been yeah. well ahead no, I get Bundesliga's second place I mean this Premier League is on 1.6 billion euros <sighs> and the that's the valuation of the TV rights TV rights wow. for one season Whoa. and uh, the Bundesliga is just under I think about 950,000 euros 950 million euros Whoa. yeah we're gonna yeah, yeah just for clarification we're always talking in euros down here are yeah. we yeah that's good yeah um, of course the numbers have increased a little bit since then but it's the same in 2017 as it was in 2023 yeah okay, um, okay. Premier League first Bundesliga second okay yeah. but the crazy thing about all of this is in England on TV you don't get to watch all of the games yeah so these companies are paying 1.6 billion a season for that is insane less than 200 games about 200 games I think it is and how many are there in total? 380. There you are. Yeah. Wow. 380? I think so. Now, I should it's explain. 38 times well, explain. Yeah. I'm going to ask you because you might know because I'm not entirely yeah. sure. But the reason we don't have three o'clock kickoffs in Britain is to encourage you to watch your local team. Am yeah, I right? So, yeah. yeah. But a lot of people say it's quite outdated, that rule now, because... See, now, that is so, a rule that yeah. would be... That sounds German to me. That is the yeah. kind of rule that the Bundesliga would put in. Yeah, but I think... Uh, we've touched this a bit later, but the match-going experience in Germany is... A lot more popular. Do you think it does encourage? Like, would you go to your local team at three o'clock because Chelsea aren't on TV? No, because I want to. There's still people will still find ways to watch these games no matter what. Like, oh yeah, yeah. not like that we're supporting this because we are very. And I would never no, legally stream no, never ever um, <laughs> a channel. Um, dare you even accuse me? Terrible, but um, yeah. So just as I was mentioning, of course, the Premier League is. Um, Costing more but with less games, so value per game in the Premier League is eight million per game for these Whoa, TV providers. Man. Whereas in Germany, it's three 
million per game. Okay. I think that's pounds. That's that number, over that double, one, to be but, fair. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, more on that topic is the team in the Premier League. This blows my mind, by yeah, the way. Sorry, the bottom gets more TV money than the team finishes first in the Bundesliga. Which that is of course, typically Bayern Munich. So, for example, it was Sunderland back in 2016, 17, I think. Yeah. 2015, yeah. 16. I also wrote his paper. Um, yeah, and they got more back then than the Bundesliga winner. That is unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable, yeah. And, of course, they get, I don't know the full details of this, but they get these parachute payments as well once they get relegated. Yeah. And they have a higher chance of coming back up. That's why you see a team getting promoted to the Premier League after getting relegated. And like Fulham spent £150 million. Yeah, that's obscene, like that's yeah more but sometimes than, I think that's more than like sometimes a Bundesliga transfer window would have or at least a La Liga or Serie A yeah. transfer window well that's the that's one of the defining differences between the two leagues is money yeah and to be honest that's kind of what it all yeah. comes down to like I actually had a list here which I researched a while ago mm-hmm. Um, the rich list like the valuations of the top 10 clubs in the Premier League okay. versus the top 10 clubs in the Bundesliga to give you a rough idea now this is from last year but if you take for example Bayer Leverkusen mm-hmm they're valued at 434 million euros. Yeah. So in Germany, that would put them as the fourth richest club. Now, this okay. is a valuation of a club, but it's the same people yeah. doing the valuation, so it's a good comparison. Um, 434 million euros. If they were in the Premier League, that would bring them into ninth place. That's crazy, that would be yeah. just behind West Ham, just ahead of Leicester. Now, that's the fourth richest club. Actually, no, it wouldn't it bring you, it'd be 10th place, wow. below Leicester, just ahead of Villa. That's Villa. crazy, yeah. But in Germany, and, uh, that's the fourth the thing, like, before, before all this as well, like, I mean, like especially like twenty years ago, Leverkusen always thought was a huge club, and they are. Like, yeah. But like, I mean, like they were like, to Champions League finals, etc. Yeah. Within the last like twenty years or so, whereas Leicester were going up and down. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Aston Villa back in the past were huge. Yeah, this valuation were, on Leicester is now yeah. as well, and considering what's just happened to them, yeah, it's unbelievable like, to think a team that's been relegated yeah. is valued more than a team that got to the Europa League yeah. semi-finals last year. Dortmund. Dortmund are valued at 560, which just, would still put them into seventh place in England. That's crazy. Like, they're still below Spurs United, Liverpool, yeah. Chelsea, so just Arsenal City. A bit more than Newcastle. If you compare, if you yeah. think about comparing Newcastle, a, a, a big club in Europe, but you can't compare Dortmund to Newcastle. Like no. Dortmund won Champions Leagues, one of the biggest stadiums in Europe, highest average in Europe. Like, Massive support. They're a huge yeah, club. It's just changed so much. Um, like, even Dortmund. The 560 is putting them just ahead of like West Ham as well. Yeah, we're not that much ahead of them. And like, crazy. You know, West Ham, great club and stuff, but the second biggest club in Germany. Dortmund. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah. it could be well argued the biggest club in terms of support and culture and history. Yeah. So yeah, sure. sorry, that's just to give you an idea. The yeah, no, the money. That's, that's, that's really interesting as well. Um, but yeah, kind of moving on now, maybe away from the the numbers a little bit. Yeah. But one of the more another interesting part of this whole comparison is kind of the cultural differences. And the legal differences between the two countries. Legal one especially, yeah. I find interesting. Um, and kind of what, how these impacted the developments in each league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of spoke about in the paper how in the early 2000s, uh, end of the 90s, Germany didn't have their best football years. So in the early 2000s, they yeah. kind of reformed a lot of their football rules. Um, and at the start of the 2000s, Germany was really the envy of the football world. You kind of think there's that period up to yeah. the 2014 World Cup where they were just dominant like yeah of course World Spain, Cup final as yeah, well in there too yeah they won 2014 uh, 2002 World Cup final of course yeah. exactly Euro final in 2008 yeah. was it or yeah, 2008, yeah 2008 yeah 2012 was Italy Spain I think but um, yeah but also but away from the national side Germany's also kind of always been the um, 
the envy because of the cheap tickets, yeah. the fa- yeah. fan experience, the youth oh, academies, day, yeah. and of course there's the better fan involvement as well. There really is. Whereas the UK government and the uh, the Premier League, they're always kind of at like a disagreement. Um, again, not to make this political, so I'm, I'm not taking any sides here because I don't yeah, really, it is but, apolitical. Um, we should yeah. say yeah, but. Um, there was not so much cooperation between the Premier League and the government, whereas in Germany there was a lot of good cooperation between the government. Usually and, so, yeah. 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 Especially now, because something we'll touch on a bit later, the fifty plus one rule. Yeah. Um, there's some more information released about it yesterday, and this was kind of set yeah. by the German government, the Bundes, the something. Bundes yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's just very different. So there's actually this word in German. It's trans. It's called Mitbestimmung. Mitbestimmung, yeah. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. But it kind of translates to like co-determination. Yeah. Which is essentially um, employees and managers working together, which is very big in Germany. Very common. And it kind of then translates to 50 plus one rule. Yeah. And England is just not a thing, which is again why I kind of mentioned why the 50 plus one rule um, wouldn't work in the UK. Yeah. Is this a part of German society? That's a part of German culture. Finding ways to resolve issues, which they did in the early 2000s. Like even I, business structures yeah. in general in Germany, you'll find it be quite flat in that yeah. sense. Like the relationship between employees and managers is yeah. very and smooth. Workers are very hierarchies aren't as clear as that. Workers' rights are hugely valued here. And trade unions um, are very powerful in Germany as yeah. well. Um, and that's all to get this sort of flat understanding yeah. that if you involve everyone in the process during yeah. it, that's a huge part of Germany. Again, it's culture. not political. It's just comp- talking about yeah. how these things impact the football structure and these things go beyond yeah. politics to be totally yeah. honest like no matter what governments you've got or which political parties are running these things still exist so it's that cultural. shows it's, it's cultural yeah, as well it's um, apolitical yeah so in the, in the Premier League there's, in England there's less of that maybe in the la- last five years there's been a lot more developments in English football especially with the national team having a bit more success yeah well yeah, true. almost success let's say <laughs> um, but yeah so last thing before we kind of dive into 50 plus 1 rule a bit more a bit more deeper um, I also did like kind of a cultural comparison um, between England and Germany. Like I mentioned earlier, this guy called, I think, Gerard Good Hofstetter, mm-hmm. Dutch uh, physiologist or psychologist. Um, and he kind of used these six dimensions to compare countries. Um, and one of them was uh, called individualism. And these like dimensions, um, it shows Ooh. the effects of society's culture on the value of its members and how these values rate to behavior. And in individualism, individualism, both Germany and England, uh, the UK scored quite high. But okay. Germany's was lower. I think UK was like 89 on this scale. Uh, UK was 89 on this scale, and Germany was like 67. Yeah. Which kind of talk about how the UK is more of an individual, individualistic country, whereas Germany is a bit more working together. 100%. Which kind yeah. of, again, translates into what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, again, again, on this topic, like I'm not an expert on this. This is just a paper I wrote, and I'd love any, especially German people, to... Is what I'm saying correct? Would you agree with this? Do you have a different opinion on why all these things impact? Yeah, um, and also I, I think know. sort of, you're talking about the cultural thing, uh, yeah, this whole thing as a cultural concept. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the Premier League has became a bit of a runaway train in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It sort of goes outside cultural norms. We're yeah. saying the Bundesliga <laughs> is a reflection of German society and culture, yeah. and I do think that's true. Yeah. I don't think the Premier League is as much yeah. a reflection of English society. Yeah. The Premier League is its own beast, and it's yeah. ran yeah, away, it's, and it's very it's impressive crazy. what it's achieved. Yeah, but and these leagues have a positives of a and thing. negatives, of course. Um, and yeah, I watched them both. I, I, I probably say I'm a bigger fan of the Premier League because I've watched that most of I my love life. watching the Premier. But it, it can uh, there's a chance it can get out of hand with the money and especially especially seeing like the lower league clubs 
going out of business. I think you see that more in England than in Germany. Germany, to be honest, there is. I can't remember the last time I saw no. a financial scandal about a German football club. No, nothing or, or like went out of business or something. nothing. No. They're all run so well, yeah, and so carefully. Um, yeah, which will touch into what goes into the fifty plus one. Yeah, plays a think, huge part of that. I think um, we can dive into now. Yeah, well, that's going to do. Take the lead on this one. I'll talk a bit about this just because this is a subject I am fascinated by. Yeah. The fifty plus one rule. Um, it's so German in its idea. So anyone who doesn't understand or doesn't isn't aware of this, the fifty plus one rule was a rule brought in in nineteen ninety eight. So up until nineteen ninety eight, German football clubs were run as strictly non profit. So you couldn't make profit on it. If your club made money, it went back into the club. Okay. okay so it didn't go into anyone's pocket. There was no pockets to go into. They were totally fan owned. So the fans had all percent. There were clubs, members clubs, mm-hmm. essentially what English football clubs started as well. Um, so in 1998, it sort of become a bit more competitive. They did allow foreign investment, but the fans have to retain 50 percent plus one share of voting rights. So that means foreign investment can't come in and totally take over the club. So I think the yeah the general idea of that is the fans have the ultimate say in how the clubs run. And there's no outside influence or investor, just because they might not have the best ideas of the club at heart. And we have seen very crazy examples of that in the UK as well, where yeah. clubs will get taken over and essentially run into the ground. Yeah, like um, because they're, they're using a Blackpool nearly Wrexham at one time as well. Yeah, true. They, not they, they, they were fan owned before. Yeah, Brian Reynolds. And but before that, they had a horrible owner, and yeah. that's sort of what drove the fan ownership to come into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ascent. The in essence, it means that private or commercial investors cannot take over clubs and potentially push through measures that prioritise profit over the wishes of supporter and that's where it comes down to profit is not the main goal of German yep. football clubs and they obviously have to make money to they stay still competitive do a lot in of Europe clubs. yeah but you see where the money goes yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah it started in 1998 more transparent probably hugely so yeah. hugely so you can see the run the way it's run now there are two exemptions currently in the Bundesliga about this three now well, are you talking about Hoffenheim? Hoffenheim, yeah. Hoffenheim have actually relinquished it. Oh, really? They've given it back. So, yeah, mm, okay. uh, Dietmar Hopp, I think you called him. Yeah, he's a. Yeah, so Hoffenheim's a fascinating story because Hoffenheim yeah. as a village is a tiny yeah. village. I think there's and like 15,000 people. New club as well, aren't they? Yeah. I spe- well, no, the club I think itself was founded a long time okay. ago, but this investment was okay. some. I think he was involved in computer software development, yeah, Dietmar Hopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, essentially if you want to apply for exemption from the 50 plus 1 rule, you write to the Bundesliga, you have to prove that you've had steady financial responsible ownership from the same investor set of investors over 20 years. So basically okay. you're looking for whoever's ran you for the last 20 years, they've got the best interest of the club at heart and they've proven that over 20 okay. years. So you write to the Bundesliga and say we're going to apply for exemption. Dietmar Hopp did that, applied for it, got it. Now he's actually given shares back to the fans so there, back okay. into the 50 plus 1. Okay. That's a rare example because as an individual to be able to do that, to do that over 20 years, obviously, you know, as an individual, it's hard to do that yeah, over 20 yeah. years and you can't do it forever because individuals die. But but a company can do that. So there are two exemptions permanently in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll ever change. One is Wolfsburg and the other is my team, Bayern Leverkusen. Of course. Now, um, which is in the name. Yeah. yeah. And that's very interesting because you're not allowed to put sponsorship names yeah. in your club name. We're exempt from that because Bayern Leverkusen started as a workers' yeah. club for people on the Bayern So in, in the Champions League, for example... Leipzig aren't allowed to be called Red Bull Leipzig. They're not in the Bundesliga no. either. They're not, not legally ah, called. Okay, okay. They are whereas, RB Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. But it means like Rasenballs. Rasenballs Sport. Yeah, in, which is a totally made up yeah. name, by the way. That's not a thing. That you, there's no other Rasenballs Sport Club in Germany. <laughs> That's totally made up, so it fits with R and B. Yeah. It's it's stupid sometimes when you read in the whole Leipzig thing. Yeah. I'm actually not totally against the idea of Leipzig either, but I'll get onto that later. But <gasps> controversial. I don't, I don't hate Leipzig somehow, as much as people uh, do. Also, they're or somehow. 
not one of the clubs exempt from 50 plus 1 they actually are they have a very clever way of getting yeah. around that 50 plus um, 1 rule um, which I'll get into then yeah. yeah we'll talk about that so so yeah you know what the 50 plus 1 rule is it's been running for a while now the fans get the voting measure I think one thing that people are a bit unsure of though is what does that actually mean you've yeah. got voting rights does that mean you vote on transfers I used to think that I used to think every yeah. transfer you'd have to go through the fans they'd have to vote <laughs> on it and you get your, no it's not that at all so basically the way it works is the men's first it's different for every club okay but I'm going to use um, Munich and Dortmund as the examples the men's first team tends to be a subsidiary part of the company so there's the overall okay. football club and then a subsidiary company a small part of the company will be the men's first team or in Dortmund they have one that covers the men's first team and the youth teams and I think the women's team might be included in as well um, one of those two has to be priority owned by the fans okay so in Munich for example there is a spe- separate company for the men's first team Okay. There are subsidiaries. They're seventy-five percent owned by fans. Um, Adidas have a big share in that, eight point three percent. Allianz and Audi have eight point three as well, but seventy-five percent is fans. Munich have the biggest members of any sports club in the world. The most members, well wow. over three hundred thousand. That's crazy. Now, with membership for clubs, that differs in price. Um, Munich, I think, is somewhere about sixty euros. Okay, I can go lower depending on what kind of rights you want to get Cologne, with it. I think Cologne is close to ninety euros. Yeah, generally yeah. they'll go up but to Cologne maybe hundred. This is per year yeah. as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a hundred euro a year, it'll get you voting rights for most of it. Yeah. And we're talking about Leipzig as one of those weird examples. Yeah, Leipzig do have the fifty plus one rate. Yeah. Do you know how many, how many members they have? 17. 21 now. Uh, 21, 21 yeah, now, yeah. They're all Red Bull employees. Well, I know the, the price yeah. of a membership there is well over a grand. Yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. murky as well about what the structure is. So you can't, you go on the any other Bundesliga team, go to their website, you can buy a membership. Yeah. You can go and apply for it. It's very easy to do. Yeah, I, um, I got a, you got a Leverkusen membership as got well. Got a Leverkusen membership. It's 30, Although we don't get euros. voting rights for that, obviously, because no. we're exempt. But you get... But it's 35 quid, yeah. Yeah, you get... Couple of tickets, tickets for a game, cheap, and cheaper tickets. Yeah, you get you get lovely scarves. Yeah, um, welcome box, all of that. So you can go on the website and see these things. Yeah, but you go on the RB Leipzig website, you're not finding that. They're very murky about the membership structure. We do know they have a thing called a gold membership, which is okay. just over a thousand euros a year, which obviously puts off your average fan massively. Yes. But the gold membership doesn't even give you voting rights. Wow. So there's no nobody really knows. Or not nobody really knows. I'm sure some people know, but it's not widely accepted or widely known what the membership that gets you voting right costs. So okay. all the people that sit it's on the board of RB Leipzig are Red Bull employees. They obviously have the Red Bull hearts. They're going to vote in favour of any commercial deals that come with it. They're going to vote in totally. They don't really care about the fans. They're not fans themselves. They don't okay. need to care. Um, so yeah, RB Leipzig actually started as a different club. That's how Red Bull sort of found yeah. the way around it. They started as SSV uh, Markrenstedt, I think you call it. Yeah, them. that rings a bell. Um, um, and they were in the fifth division, and Red Bull just found it really. They have a factory nearby. They bought over the club, put in people on the board, raised the membership like fee. MK Dons at Wimbledon, yeah, kind yeah. of similar, yeah. kind of rising from the dead club. Yeah, I feel sorry for the Markenstedt fans, though the real yeah. original ones, because like their club got bought over. The logo changed, the stadium changed, the badge changed, the colours changed. There's nothing left, and in that's the old club. very rare in Germany because you can't start a club and do that. You have to go and buy one. So Leipzig are quite hated for that as well. Yeah. Because the 50 plus 1 rule, as we said, is so culturally embedded in Germany as this thing of like the fans' interests are at heart. The only, I'll just say quickly, the reason I don't totally despise Leipzig is because I do feel like East Germany deserves a good football team. Yeah. The East has fallen behind. Before unification, there was much less money in the East. If you look at the Bundesliga now, have, most of the teams are from West Germany. Yeah, but now this season, uh, we'll go into the new season, there's two East German teams in Champions Well, yeah, League. so Union, yeah, Berlin. Union Berlin are East Where German Hertha club. Hertha got yeah. relegated. So. Hertha Berlin are a West German club, though. 
because they ah, were from true. West Berlin. That's a good point. Yeah. So they're West German. Union Berlin or East German. There's only been four teams. I think it's East. Uh, Union Berlin, Dynamo Dresden, RB Leipzig, and what do you call the other speaking one? Speaking German now. Hansa Rostock. And they, ah, they're East German, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're more in the north, though, aren't they? As well, and but... most of them, like, they jump up and down between yeah. the two leagues. Most of the Bundesliga well, is from West as well, Germany. Yeah. As well, yeah. So I, that's why I don't hate them. I think East Germany deserves a top football team but anyway we'll get on that so, so. yeah we're speaking about 20 minutes now on this topic where are we yeah. going to bring us down to well yeah the 50 plus 1 rule it's a great rule it sets it apart from England I think that's the yeah. main thing about German football the fans feel so involved in the sport they vote on ticket prices they vote on the price of food they vote so they'll <laughs> essentially they'll elect yeah. their president it's kind of shame we can't do this in Leverkusen but again the club but I can so okay. Leverkusen are exempt but they do have a fan group called the Nord Kovitz mm, okay. and that is an umbrella group That's for all the fans true. I'm a part of that so we vote we have a fan council of 12 people that are yeah. elected and they go and meet with the club and to be honest they probably get more invested than normal membership clubs do because they're quite nervous yeah. about the club running away with it. But the club is so well run as well. Yeah. Um, and the fans will yeah. hold them to account. And I think that's a general thing. If yeah. the fans have power here in Germany, if yeah. they do a protest, sure, the club will sure. listen. For example, um, Bayern Munich had, uh, I think, Qatar Airways were a sleeve sponsor or something. And because of the fans protesting, oh, that was, they, that's now yeah. been cut. Um, yeah. So yeah. And they sometimes they protest transfers. There was a transfer uh, recently from Felix and Metcher from Wolfsburg yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. And he had some questionable opinions, and yeah, the fans protested that. Even still, the, the transfer went, yeah. went through, but yeah, a lot of the time you will see a lot of stuff like cancelled or debated with fans because Hugely. there really is big fan involvement. Hugely. Tickets are so cheap, everything's yeah. great. The Bundesliga yeah. like day out, so yeah, that's a 50 plus one rule that plays into all this. And um, it is really a really good thing, like I said, probably wouldn't work in England. No, but why do you not think it would work? I used to, one of them is too far gone like how can you bring it back yeah yeah. again Premier League is a runaway beast we're not going to get that I don't know it's just like it's just, it doesn't seem to be a a UK an English thing to do like no like, it, it can work in some cases but like culturally we don't yeah. feel that need and to like how commercial the Premier League has been since 1992 it was yeah. all focused around foreign investment which of course is positive as well but in the Bundesliga, this really works. I know, and I think the and problem you, you with the Premier League... You couldn't imagine the Bundesliga without this no. pitch plus one rule. Well, the, uh, yeah, we've got to talk about benefits of both yeah. them, but like, the main benefit of the yeah. Premier League is the quality of the football. It's yeah. excellent. The best yeah. players in the world are there. So, like, I'm a Chelsea fan. I can't get tickets for love nor money to Chelsea. And I'm a my member My brother's well. very luckily got a season ticket. Was, yeah. yeah. Passed down from my But family, it has to be passed on. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, so hard. Even I'm a member, I can't get tickets for a game. No. But... Yeah. If any Chelsea fans are listening, I haven't bought tickets for a long time since I live in Germany now, but the virtual waiting room is the biggest pain. Like, oh. So painful. We're trying to wake up at 7 a.m. and get on it. It's just luck. Um, I, I try to get one season, but it's impossible. And that tells yeah. you. But at the same time, we've won the Champions League twice, True. and we've won a load of league titles. And do I sacrifice me being able to actually go to the game for the success? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I do. But um, yeah, maybe before we kind of finalise it with our opinions on the topic and yeah. positive and negative there's a few more kind of stats I want to touch I love these go ahead hit yeah. Um, yeah for example Premier League is the most watched league in the world mm-hmm. pretty common knowledge um, and especially maybe a bit less so now because the money is so crazy but most clubs don't turn a profit yeah. um, whereas the Bundesliga is the highest average attendance in Europe um, and back in 2016 14 out of 16 clubs in the Bundesliga made a profit 
that's insane. Which is it's yeah. crazy. Which is, of course, before COVID, a lot of stuff's changed since then. But, but it's insane compared to the Premier League in general. It's not but like, insane. even after COVID, you're seeing a lot of um, Spanish clubs having lots of financial issues now. Lots of Italian clubs as well. Okay, maybe the German clubs aren't spending as much as the Premier League clubs, but a lot of the clubs are stable. At least yeah. they're not going to go out of business anytime soon. And no, not at all. Of course, some will get relegated. Like for example, Schalke, they had some problems. Big teams have been yeah. relegated, yeah, but, but they're financially okay. Yeah, but it's it's just a competition. Um, yeah, this is another interesting kind of what Gareth touched on earlier about the the value list. For example, average salary. So average salary of a player in the Brentford is the lowest in the Premier League, uh-huh. which is six hundred forty thousand a year. Okay, um, sounds quite low, but I guess you're also considering like players who are earning like yeah, a thousand yeah. a week or whatever. Yeah, so we're talking like yeah. lower like reserve um, players, or yeah, yeah, which is the same as Cologne, who are eleventh. I think the yeah. lowest in the Bundesliga okay. last season was Bochum with 220,000. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is. Which is a low salary. Yeah, very low compared to the Premier League. Well, even Leverkusen, yeah. the average senior player salary is between 30 and 60k a week. And that's yeah. for like senior men's teams players. Yeah. And you think like. Like David De Gea is a goalkeeper on only 400,000 a week. Like, yeah, yeah Leverkusen yeah, can't afford that. That's right. yeah, unthinkable. The, the go um, over 50 was a big deal for them. Fourth biggest club, so. Yeah. Um, and the kind of the last thing is that the split of the Bundesliga money is a lot more equal. Ugh, not more yeah. equal because the money is equally split in the Premier League, but it's kind of the way it's done is split between the Bundesliga 2 as well. Like, they also get some money. Which is hugely rice. important, yeah. Um, and you also get benefits for like youth talent and stuff so if, if you bring through a certain number of academy players you also get extra money yeah for you're rewarded for that yeah yeah of course. it's a great incentive yeah, yeah. really good um, but yeah I mean this is a lot of good information I hope you guys found this interesting and we want to kind of close this topic now just on the last five minutes our opinions on the two leagues again we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about our experience we want to do another episode on that yeah, yeah yeah but kind of just like for example for me I love the Premier League you get to watch the best players in the world mm-hmm. every week. I agree. As much as I, the money is crazy, the transfer window, it does bring some excitement as well. That's like, it's, it's the, great. The, the players, I mean, I would like to see that changed, but I don't know how that can be done. But the other thing about the Premier League is that how far will it go? Like, it's getting out of hand. Is it kind of then neglecting the lower league clubs who, yeah. who aren't making is the money burst, and going yeah. out of business? Yeah, will the bubble burst? Is it sustainable? Um, and yeah for, and just for my last point on the Bundesliga the fan experience is amazing we won't touch on it too much detail but being involved with the clubs is really cool Yeah. again you're still watching very high quality football oh god yeah but it's fucking great it is being left behind by the Premier League in comparison yeah, yeah. if you were to take like, like the 8th place team yeah. in the Bundesliga and put them against the Premier League we'd struggle yeah the Premier and League then of course you have carry the, the Bayern Munich factor as well winning 11 titles in a row that's it again a lot of it is not through like it's just because they're that's a big it. club and they make such revenue and they can a very clever club yeah. as well how they do yeah, really well run club. yeah that's well that's the standout negative for me in the Bundesliga yeah, is the Bayern Munich thing They've yeah. won 11 years in a row. They're going to keep winning it. Their heads and shoulders above financially yeah. the other clubs. And that vicious circle will continue. They're going to keep winning. Yeah, for sure. After Dortmund for bottled sure. it last year at the end of the day. Yeah. That was yeah. horrific to watch. Yeah, maybe we need to do like a... Very, we want to do a Premier League preview, but maybe we need to do a small Bundesliga one as well. Oh, why? Wow. We, we can see. So at the end of all this, have you got a preference? Could you pick one over the other? If I said to you, you can only watch one or the other of the two leagues. Well, I mean, for the rest of your as life. a Chelsea fan, it's always going to be the Premier League because of Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Well, take that out of it. Let's say Chelsea aren't playing in the Premier League, and your favorite German club aren't it's playing in the Bundesliga. It's difficult on TV. I think I'd always watch the Premier League, 
But going to a, a match, I'd rather watch Bundesliga. So which one? You'd miss the Premier League more from your life then, you think? I, I think so, yeah. Because what I've grown up with. Yeah. But I really do respect and I really enjoy how the, pre- how the Bundesliga's run. That's interesting. How the teams are run. Um, it's just it's unique. It is. Whereas like, the Premier League is unique in the sense of how much money it's got and it's got the biggest teams in Europe. And maybe the competition is getting a bit closer now. For example, Newcastle finishing fourth. Brighton, competition superb. Yeah. Aston Villa now in, and is attracting the best managers, the best players. Yeah. And yeah, being a Chelsea fan, growing up in the Premier League, I'm always gonna uh, favour that. And but I do love the Bundesliga, and it's really difficult to kind of. Um, yeah, well, I love both. I really yeah. do love both. Um, again, Premier League is just superb. Great quality yeah. football, the best yeah. players in the world. It's brilliant to watch. It's very exciting. I think the bubble will burst and there's going to be some big problems with big clubs. There'll, there'll be some reform. Chelsea have had a lot of issues as well. Yeah. Like we nearly disappeared. Yeah. Um, but the Bundesliga, the one big thing I will give for it as well, apart from the fan experience, is the quality overall. Yeah. Like I'm just looking here because I I love this. The second division in the Bundesliga yeah. is fantastic. It's so like Hamburg well. SV are in there, Hanover, Hertha Berlin. Like these are Schalke, yeah. St. Pauli. These are some of the biggest clubs in Germany in the it's second. Crazy, the, yeah. the competitiveness Everywhere after Bayern Munich is superb. Yeah. It's just Bayern Munich going away with it. FCK, but everything after. FCK, Kaiserslautern. Is it Kaiser, oh, FCK. FCK. They've won the... They won the, the, the yeah, 19, Michael Ballack, yeah. I think. Yeah. Dusseldorf, one of the biggest cities in North Rhine-Westphalia. Gordon's new stadium and, as well. Yeah. Gordon's stadium. Goiter Fruit, yeah. good team. Hanover. And, yeah. Mentioned, and, oh, no, that's not me. No, it's Magdeburg. No, but, um, but when his clubs were in, a lot of them still get full attendance. For Cologne were in the... It's vital Bundesliga yeah. for a couple couldn't of Couldn't get a season. ticket for love and money. And it's crazy. Couldn't get a it's ticket crazy. for it. 55,000 seats, you couldn't get a ticket in Cologne. But this yeah, is there you are. The, the I can't make my mind up. I couldn't no. choose between them. No. I've gone to my head, I'd probably have to go for the Bundesliga. If I yeah. took the Chelsea aspect I can, out of it. I completely understand that. Um, it's lucky crap. for us, we like to watch lots of football. Yeah, and so now we get to both. talk about this football as well. So um, actually, I would love to hear from anyone as well what you guys think, especially if you've been to the Bundesliga, if you know a bit about it. Um, what you would prefer yeah and if yeah. you have anything to add Premier like, League fans Bundesliga fans let us know I think your paper is genuinely fascinating uh, I should it's, probably say if you want to read this paper again it's from 2017 ask, yeah. hit me up Derek Ray ask for it anyone else want to read it so people if they want to read it they can just message you and they can get a copy of course yeah I think awesome. it's on my LinkedIn as well Oh, um, okay. Yeah. You own the rights to it as well, like don't you? Yeah, the university don't, don't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, let me know. I'll send it over. Do um, that then. Yeah. That's would, fascinating. I've also had people as well when I post it on LinkedIn message me like friends or ex colleagues saying like, "Wow, it's really interesting." I will um, say like, obviously I'm biased, but it is superbly written yeah. paper. I really enjoyed reading yeah. it. So and it's so easy to write about stuff when it's something you're passionate about. And you enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. Podcast, yeah. Being the point, the point in case. There we go. Amazing. Um. Yeah. So once again. Um, Gareth thank you very much thank you Joe I enjoyed filming and recording another episode with you and to our fans we can say fans we have a few fans uh, I think. Austria here yeah, we Austria. are big deals in Austria man yeah, um, they've got they've got TIFOs of us at the games <laughs> Rapid Vienna have got a statue man we are uh, we are time. big fucking deal big in Austria time. danke Österreich yeah <laughs> with you. the Austrian accent as well there. yeah you know I'm impressing for our fans oh, why um, yeah but yeah, thank you very much for yeah, thank you guys for tuning in um, once again. Get in touch, social media, all that yep. here. You know where to find us, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, superb. Cheerio, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Bye.